Bonjour, bonjour. Currently in Marseille, France, and it is very humid. So I got this white tank top on. I feel like a true gringo. And I'm talking to a true gringo here today, Mr. Sam I am, Sam Miller. This dude is very interesting. He's an Aussie. He was born in Australia. But what, 10 years ago, he took a motorcycle from Canada all the way down to South America. He fell in love with Colombia and he became the big bad gringo of uh, Medellin. Sam, how are you doing today? Muy bien. Mucho gusto. Como están? Let's go. Oh, you got it. You got it. Now, why why did you decide to do this motorcycle trip? I mean, 10 years ago, people were like, don't go to South America. That's scary. You didn't have a freaking cell phone or smartphone, maybe. I mean, that's ballsy. What made you make this jump? You know, I was living up in Whistler in BC. You ever been up there? Beautiful, like uh, snowboarding, skiing in the winter. You got mountain biking downhill in the summer. Great time, right? I was traveling around just I had I had I had literally ran away from a very predictable corporate life in Australia. I just graduated. I got a taste of the office environment. It scared the shit out of me, to be honest. And I left the country, went taught English in Korea, went to Canada, having fun. I'm like, man, I still got to go back. I should go back, right? I was listening to, you know, what I, I should do as a young, uh, young 20 something. I'm like, okay, it's time to go back to Australia. A friend suggested, hey, let's ride motorbikes on the way back to, uh, on the way on the way down. You know, it's kind of on the way, Canada through South America, then over to Australia. Uh, and I was like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Like, I I was at a point in my life where I was still looking for something else. You know, I hadn't found it yet. I was looking for something else that I could do other than going back and uh, and returning to the system. And that that trip, it took me about seven months to get here to Colombia. Loved it here. Stuck around for eight months. Finished a trip to Argentina, and then I was like, "No, something is something is calling me back to Colombia. Something's going on there. There's there's something happening happening." And I and I think uh, I think I'm going to stick around. And that was 11 years ago. Yeah, you definitely had the foresight because I mean, Medellin and Colombia has turned into like very popular in South America, a nice emerging market. But I'm really curious, everyone and everything was telling you, no, do the traditional route, go the way your parents did, what your friends are doing. What gave you the the balls to say, no, I feel in my gut to do something else and, and do it? Because that takes a lot of balls, especially back then. The nomad life wasn't as popular. Yeah, there was the four hour work mm. week. But I mean, traditionally, we didn't have all this technology that makes it easy, the remote working. I mean, that takes a lot at that time period. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's choosing a bigger fear. Um, it's, it's, it's strategically choosing a better fear, right? Because we can get implanted these fears of society. Oh, you're going to get old and you're not going to have a, you're going to have a gap on your resume. Oh, shit. like, you know, you're going to like, oh, you're not going to get married or you're not going to do what everyone else is doing. Like those are fears that drive that impulse to just do what everyone else is doing. Um, I grew up in a bit of a unique situation. My mom's American, dad's Canadian. I grew up in a small town in Australia. So I was always kind of one foot in and one foot out, right? It just made me 
like kind of see things from a, a little bit of outside of this this invisible club that we're all trying to get into without knowing that we're trying to get into it. And it starts from from high school where we're trying to, you know, get into these cliques and trying to ascend to some invisible invisible place, right? And all these group and social dynamics that that really just conform us um, to do the same thing. So, um, you know, I, I thought about my life when I started working in, especially in Australia, you know, that's, that's the country of no worries, mate. Like there's nothing, there's no, there's no problems uh, like uh, compared to, a, you know, the average um, person in, in a developing country or, or, or somewhere else. So I had everything, you know, predictable and comfortable in front of me. And that to me was like, no, okay, that doesn't feel right. If I can see my life in 20 years time, I know exactly what it's going to look like. I know what my house is going to look like. And I know I'm going to know where I'm going to live, the car that, you know, I could see the system just get, getting me more monthly payments to just keep me in. And then I've got my two to four weeks to get out and about. Nah, screw that, man. Like if you, if you can imagine it that, that closely, it's like you've already lived it. So that was when I'm like, I decided to roll the dice and uh, and got the ticket out of there, man. I know you kind of talked about it on the Borderless podcast. I've been listening to that. Uh, it was a it was a very nice podcast. I like that host a lot. But there's that quote: "Most men live quiet lives of despair." And it seems like a lot of people in this Western society, we have all our needs met for the most part, and we get you know suffocated by this comfort, and we feel like there's no meaning and purpose to our life i think you said something nice it was like you find meaning in transformation or 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 doing different things and and building but i mean it makes sense because for most of human history you know people have been working just to survive you know what i mean in the last hundred years the western civilizations kind of figured out okay hey we have your uh, ability to survive now what now what the fuck do we do this is a first in like human history and i think we're all starting to figure things out now like wow we need more than just our our basic needs we need a purpose a meaning and i think this is why a lot of the shit is happening in the uh, western civilization quote unquote because you see the depression rates the antidepressants um you know people are like figuring out what the fuck to do yeah we used to have a bit of a more inherent purpose and meaning right and it, and we actually used to have more leisure time Back when we were living in tribes and we were hunting, gathering, like we we would only really do like essential activities uh, about 20 hours a week. You know, most of the time was sitting around, discussing, planning, laughing, enjoying. You know, and we have this inherent sense of purpose because we're part of this community, part of this tribe. Now, now our civilization has made it so that, you know, there's there's so much independence. You don't you don't you, you don't you're not needed, essentially. Um, you know, the system goes on without you, whereas in a smaller tribe, you are needed. Every every member is important and every member takes care of them, care of themselves. So now we have to kind of think, well, OK, well, if that's a, if that's the system we're in, what are we going to do about that? What types of, you know, how can we how can we do this better? And I think now it's, uh, you know, the Internet is allowing us to connect to other people who get that. Um, and and to share information from from each other's lives. I mean, for me, it was it was identifying that okay, I need to pay attention to my story here. And and I always thought that I was being selfless and I was caring about. I was trying to be a good person for everyone else, you know, in this system. Um, but really, my my 
development, my the greatest things in my life have come from going inside, going inside first, identifying, okay, my own story uh, and, and building it out from there. And it's, it's a really satisfying journey. It takes work. Um, but that meaning, that meaning does come from transformation. If you look at the core of every great story, it's, there's always a trans transformation There's the known we enter, you know, we, we have a mission, a purpose, an objective. We overcome trials and tribulations. Uh, we enter the unknown, um, something changes. We, we learn something, we take something away. We meet people along the way and we return to a new known, you know, that, that that is the hero's journey that is transformation and we can integrate that um that transformation we can integrate into the stories that we're telling ourselves because we know that more than ever that we are telling our own stories and these thoughts that come to us are optional for us to reflect in a more strategic direction right we can understand okay our, our monkey brain our ego brain does respond to fear uh, you know, at a primal level, that's where we've spent most of the time, right? We're gonna ha always have these biological instincts. As long as we have this, this, um, this meat puppet, we're gonna be, um, you know, a a. We're gonna have to navigate and manage these these instincts and these primal primal reactions. Um, so it's so you know, can we overcome fear and experience no fear in our lives? Maybe, probably not, right? Like we're still gonna have some fear of some. something. Um, so I think, uh, and you know, we are, we know in marketing, right? We're more likely to move into action to avoid something. When we're fearful of something, we're, we're, we're more likely to avoid pain than seek pleasure, right? So, okay, having a dream is great. Have your vision, you know, have it clear, have, know where you're going. Um, leave an unopened loop in there. We don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to pay attention to a story that we already know the end to, right? A great movie trailer, gets you interested it gets like it has a vision it tells you the vision of what's coming but it doesn't tell you the end it doesn't it doesn't give away the plot and that plot is what obsesses us and we can integrate these the storytelling um kind of fundamentals into the into our own stories so so that's that's well, what well, i've well, been fascinated like on we're, like we're, yeah we're getting, we're getting into it this is philosophy <laughs> you know but i also like to get down to the nitty-gritty and I don't like just mental masturbation. How can this average person, does he have to just run to Columbia and start a new life to find this unknown and go through the hero's journey? Or how could, you know, everyday people get on this hero's path to find meaning and, and purpose in their life? Understanding it will allow you to progress through it. So we'll all have our own zone of comfort. Our, our zone of comfort will expand as we what? As we go into the unknown. For... um for for me and i and i assume other people it's when you're when you're doing something new you you hear this calling right you just hear this inner voice that you've you've tuned out because you've just been doing what everyone else is doing and you're just doing what you think you should do but you hear this voice inside you i want to do this i must do this like this is what i i feel like i really want to do but we don't do it um you know for for a lot of people um you know, right now the the crypto space, the digital nomad space. Like, if you didn't grow up on computers, there's like, oh no, I'm not good at tech, right? That is a fear that is now defining their lives because they have this fear of diving in and and opening up a new rabbit hole. You know, whether it's starting an online business, starting a, an e-commerce store, starting affiliate marketing, whatever that new thing is, there's like, no, 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 I'm not, 
not going to do it. I have this fear. Um, so that fear ends up defining their life more so than their dream. They have a dream. I want to make a lot of money. I want to travel the world, right? But that's not getting them there because their their fear is blinding them to the to their opportunities. So by understanding your fears and maybe even choosing a more strategically um, uh, helpful fear, uh, and that's kind of where I was getting to, right? We're more likely to avoid um, pain than seek pleasure. And so to do that, a way to do that, and, and, the, and the way I do it is I choose, I choose a bigger fear. And I choose what if I were to continue along this path and I were to arrive to my deathbed uh, and I were to regret the things I didn't do. If I have that fear more present than the fear of, oh, I don't know how to set up a Shopify store, um, I, you know, everything else like fades away. Every, every the the fear fades away. That fear fades away because it's put in perspective, right? I've created a bigger fear, a bigger strategic fear, which is going to blaze a path in a more uh, uh, rewarding direction. This is beautiful. I know a micro example. Um, walking down the street, you see a beautiful girl. A lot of dudes just oh pass them up, and then they hit themselves. They damn, I should have just talked to her. And I got over that about three years ago. Cause I was so fucking sick of being like, Oh my God, you know, what if I would have done that? And then looking down on yourself, the fear of rejection, the rejection feels 10 times better when they don't even look at you. Don't even say nothing to you. You walk away feeling, yeah, I did it. I feel freaking good. It's a micro example to, to your bigger picture of seeing the fear down, down the road. I like yours, the, the deathbed one, but how do you like internalize that? Do you just focus on that every night? Do you meditate on it? What do you do? Uh, it, it is, it's, um, if if that's if you're if you're resonating on that if if that's part of uh if that's part of your your core story that you're telling and we are telling ourselves a story like let's 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 create a great story that's how we obsess ourselves with our own story because we want to know what happens next um yeah it's it's about being present like when connecting connect to the breath connect to your purpose your purpose is inherently um, you know, design because you've chosen a better fear and you've chosen um, something that's going to fill, fulfill you and the people around you, right? Sometimes we have this, oh, we have to be good people and we give, we, we try to be more of ourselves without having a way to inherently motivate ourselves to do that. Um, even though just the act of that uh, does that, uh, it helps having a purpose that is inherently um, serving other people and serving your own goals. I like it. I like it. Now, what's really interesting about you, you brought up the crypto, you brought the, the emerging markets up. You went down to Colombia before it, boom, it took off and you were part of that ride. Um, we didn't really get into it, but you had a, a real estate company. You were doing uh, crowdfunding, um, Airbnb rentals. I mean, that's not easy to find an emerging market and then to make it work. What's your um, tips for finding it is it is it a gut feeling are you seeing cheap prices around here you like the way life is going how do you find an emerging market traveling by motorbike uh through the americas was was so like it was it was one of the best trips of my life because i got to, you know traveling on a motorbike you get off the those typical trails um you kind of see you know a better cross section so you can kind of see these things i saw at that time 20 2010 costa rica panama had all this attention i was like yeah i get it you know it's like you know a, a beach 
uh, jungle paradise and then you've got your fiscal paradise and yeah, yeah yeah then i got to colombia i'm like whoa this place has so much more it's like five countries in one um they're kind of guiding their own um their own culture because it's been isolated so they have their own thing going on it was just it was yeah it was just unexplored territory uh for me and and for tourism and so i was like yeah this is inevitable like this has all the ingredients of of you know uh, a really uh, a quality of life that the world doesn't know they've they've they have a different culture here it's very family orientated the the colombian dream is a country house outside of a main city where you go with you know 10 15 20 people these places aren't designed for like you know uh, one family they're designed for a very large family or a group of friends you know their their priority and they have 17 long weekends every year right their priority is to enjoy the moment and to spend good times with people they care about you know and i think that's something we've lost in our more individualistic west uh, individual <laughs> individualistic western cultures right so they they've tapped into something dance dance there's no shame in dancing there's no shame in their in their sexual expression like there's um you know there's things that that are that are inherent in life here that i think we've overlooked in a lot of ways and that's you know that's that's also really a uh, healthy thing right now. I think I think the the Colombian culture has, you know, as as much of a you know, bit of a sh uh, a shit show like the the country in terms of how they've been you know navigated their their internal conflicts and internal um, cash flows. Let's say, uh, you know, they've had to, they've finally been allowed to flourish over the last twenty years, and you could really see that progress. I got there in twenty ten when they. They dealt with the security situation. Things, you know, there was a unspoken mutual agreement in the in the powers that be, and and the country was allowed to flourish. And you, I could see that trajectory for ten years, but the psych, the psyche of the Colombian people still wasn't there because they'd experienced, you know, um, this fear and trauma for for multiple decades. Um, and so I saw it with fresh eyes, without that fear, and I went around the country, you know, whereas. Every mom at the time was saying to the kids, "No, you're not traveling." They're seeing the headlines of kidnappings in the bus, and you know they 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 were being defined by their fears. And so, I I saw in real estate, we can go into the real estate right emerging markets. Like I'm like I tried to get an apartment, and no one in English could help me. I'm like, surely I'm not going to be the only foreigner who wants real estate here. I knew I wanted to get into real estate because I saw everyone who who builds wealth in whatever industry they usually diversify into real estate real estate is at the core of everyone's kind of you know wealth uh, portfolio so i'm like i'm gonna learn it and i'm gonna and along the way as i learn it i'm gonna write articles in english i'm gonna create content that's gonna connect me to other people who are interested in real estate and that's where that well, began that's a, that's a i love this point right here you put stuff out there to attract other people to to build a network can you, can you speak oh, yeah, on that a little bit? this is why i do the yeah, freaking man. podcast for sure for sure i mean like at what was that 2012 2013 i was i you know the, the one skill i had i before i went on my motorbike trips i was like a bit of a, a bit of a geek on the computer i could kind of do some stuff i was always looking at businesses never hit with anything you know dabbled in stuff but um it, i i knew seo 
And that was when Google, you know, you just get the articles out and you rank in SEO. And that was enough to start a business um, just with, you know, a blog, SEO, content marketing. Um, and I got on House Hunters International and then I ended up merging that company. And I went from a blog into a corporation with 110 people doing passive income real estate investments in four cities around Colombia, Puerto Rico, and then Portugal. Then the pandemic uh, closed that chapter. Um, and now I'm, uh, yeah, now I'm starting again. And the, the situation is a little bit different right now. 2021, what do we, this is, this is an attention economy. Like all of these platforms, all of the largest, um, you know, I think it's like eight out of the top 10 largest companies, uh, are, are technology companies. Um, how are those technology companies valued? What's the metric they're using? Monthly active users right? Audience, like average audience retention, right? It's how much attention do these companies have, right? TikTok just overtook YouTube a few days ago in terms of having more time on platform uh, per day. That's massive, right? These, these, these behemoths are being measured and valued by the amount of attention they muster. That's why, you know, Instagram's like saying, hey, we'll pay you to go live. TikTok's starting to have a creator fund. YouTube shorts, I think, He's got some money, like, you know, incentives coming out. They like they're they are now starting to like as everyone's realizing, oh, it's the uh, you know, the creation of of content that gets attention. Now the platforms are like, oh, how are we gonna keep these creators on our platform? Um, unfortunately, as a you know, we've been our generations have been a little caught off guard. We've we've integrated this tech into our lives without being intentional, without being aware of what's happening, and we've given 80% of our attention, you know, that's a approximate, but it's like we've given the majority of our attention to these centralized platforms when now in 2021, we have technology that will allow us to quantify our attention, will allow us to own the value of our attention, right? And in all of its form, whether we're spending an hour a day on, uh, you know, whatever platform, instead of giving that hour of value to Instagram, which they can sell ads to, and that's what it's about, right? Every business, we're in an attention economy, because that means a business can sell you a product or service. So we're in this attention economy, we like content is something that you can put out a voice, you can speak a story that you can create or share the, the more authentic it, it is, the more concise it is, the more universally understood it is, the further it's going to travel. You know, this is something I really love because yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going deep into this as I start new businesses and, you know, at the core of these businesses is a, is a content strategy. Um, and that well, content is, strategy my bad. This oh, yeah, shit is, it is moving fast. And this is why I wanted to talk to you about emerging markets, not just in real estate, but finding what the hell is happening and how to capitalize on it. But it goes back to you starting a blog in Colombia and end up having 110 employees in real estate because you started and you threw shit out there. I don't think you were a real estate expert before that. You know what I mean? So now we're in this era where attention is key and we can all produce our own content and create how do you suggest a, a person do this? If they're an artist, do they start painting and sharing their, their photos? I mean, where where does the person go to capitalize on this new emerging market, which is all about attention? Yeah. One, identifying with your purpose that serves the other and serves 
serves yourself inherently and create around that. Understand who you're talking to, who um, who you're trying to connect to, and not only that, who is going, who would potentially share your content with those people? Because maybe they're the people that you're creating. You really need to have them in your awareness that you're creating for, right? Because you might you might have a target market, but they not might not be on social media. Like like mine were, you know, the algorithms respond to sharing. Maybe your target audience isn't the most likely sharer of your content, right? I had a lot of uh, Colombians who were living overseas who shared my content because it told a great story of Colombia, right? The, the changing reality here compared to the older perspective. That was inherent to who they are, and they wanted to share that as part of them. So even though my target market was investors who were you know, in the U.S., um, I, I included Colombians in my awareness, in my conversation, in my content. So because I like, you know, they're much more likely to share a piece of content like that. Um, so connect to a purpose that's a purpose that serves you and the other, um, you know, find out where they are, found out, find out where those, those sharers are, um, create a, create a, uh, a story, uh, create content that is appropriate for that platform. Um, the most concise and universal, uh, form of communication is vertical video right now. We're seeing a move from horizontal to, to vertical. Audio is uh, is also another one. Just a little lag there. Um, and then in that, as we are fulfilling our purpose, we are, and this is a military, this is a medical um, method to pass on information as efficiently as possible we see do and teach so whatever industry whatever niche that we're focusing on we watch we learn uh, from the best and then we do we practice we we perform we master and then the final stage of of learning we teach so if you're able to in Integrate, see, do, teach in the fulfillment of your purpose by creating great content. You're onto a winning, a winning strategy. I like it. I like it. You've been taking lots of big risk in your life: uh, the motorcycle, the Columbia, the real estate. Uh, now you're starting a new chapter. You said the pandemic hurt the the real estate, uh, the holdings. How do you attack this fear? So, Alan. Hey. hey, no worries, hey. no worries, no worries. We're gonna cut that part. Good. We have. Let's do about five more minutes, and then I'm gonna send you questions, and then we're gonna voice memo back and forth to finish it. And you can do it within the next week, not okay. when you have time. Okay. But we ended okay. on the creating the content part. I like that. I was gonna hit. Yeah. Did you get that bit we're not looking at? I'll sum up that idea, and then you you can go from there if you want. Okay, sum it up. Okay. So once you have your purpose defined, uh, you're then implementing uh, a, a medical and military method of, of passing along information as efficiently as possible. And that is the see, do, teach method. So as you're fulfilling your purpose and resonating with the people that you need to, to fulfill that purpose, to build that tribe, to fulfill that purpose, you're seeing the best in the industry, you're learning, 
you're observing, then you're doing, you're practicing, you're going on these adventures, right? You're doing the deals, you're doing, you're leading by doing. And then the final stage is teaching. And that's when we know we're going to teach something, we actually learn it better. So if you start, like when you, when you go out and you know that in your content, hey, I'm going to learn this to teach it, you're actually going to learn it better. So you can actually, uh, you know, use a see, do, teach to very rapidly and efficiently um, start building quality content inside an industry. And that's how you get that consistency. That's how you get that obsession because you're enjoying that journey as you go through it. Yeah, you got to enjoy the journey because your first stuff's probably going to be shit and it just keeps getting better and better. You meet new people, but you got to get over the initial fear because putting yourself out there and, and doing different things like that, you get a slap in the face from reality. Reality is not too nice. You know what I mean? But once you get over it, it rewards you if you keep freaking going. I have a question for you. You've been, uh, I'd say, on the road for a while, living in foreign different places, doing uh, entrepreneurial uh, ship things. This idea of living out of the comfort zone, obviously, I like to think I do it a lot, but there comes a point too where you need that comfort. You know what I mean? When you're always on the edge, on dopamine, adrenaline, you burn out and it's tough. You know what I mean? And you long for just to put your feet back and, you know, sip a pina colada and just, just relax. You know what I mean? Be by family, be by people that give a fuck about you. How do you get your daily doses of, of comfort to keep this train moving? I mean, to keep living this unordinary life. Yeah, right. It, it, there, is a, uh, there is a balance to it. There is a moderation to it. Um, the comfort I like is it's, it's the next level, right? It's the, it's the nice hotel. It's the uh, jacuzzi. It's the finca. It's the, it's the splurge, which, which um, not only is comfortable, but it also motivates you to go to that next level, right? You do have to learn your own pace. Um, this is a this is a really long game. Um, this is a marathon, right? And so, make sure that you're winning along the way. That's why if you're if you're connected to your purpose and you're creating towards that purpose every day, that's for me like that's sustainable. I can do that forever. Like I'm not I'm not trying to like you know, get to some place to be happy, to get to some place to, uh, to be okay. Like, no, I'm already enjoying it. Like, so it's, that's how you, that's how you're, you're guaranteed to win. No, I think that's true too, is finding comfort and say working out your purpose, um, um, business and yeah, you got to find those pieces that I think a routine is huge too, like a morning routine, just to get your freaking mindset, right. Just to feel good in the head, but this shit's not easy. Know what I mean? Everyone looks at maybe people like me and you, like, oh, you're living the dream. Like, how could you ever complain? But you live so far out of normal life. Like, yeah, you get the highest highs. It's crazy. The shit I, I would never imagine unless I had hundreds of millions of dollars. I get to live that now. Know what I mean? But it, it takes a toll on you. Know what I mean? And no one really gets yeah. it unless you've done it. And and when it gets tough, you know, when everything falls apart, you you fall back in your routine. And if you don't have a routine, uh, you're, you're going to be in, uh, in a bit of trouble, right? So that, yeah, that, that morning routine, whether it's stretching, breathing, writing, journaling. Um, and then, yeah, for me, it's a, it's a good workout. It's taking the morning. Like I'm, you know, that's, that's a, what I should do. Oh, I should get up at this time and get, to, you know, get straight to work and get on. Everything else is wasting time, right? Well, no, what if, what if those first like hour, two hours are dedicated to just like, 
things that I love doing, establishing a base for the day, um, especially when you're in new environments, you're, you're changing, changing scenery. Um, that's, that's, that's hard. A lot of people go out and they start moving around too quickly. I think two or three months is like uh, the minimum place to stay somewhere because it's a lot of work to build a routine. To, to, to be able to have a routine that, that allows you to be at your you know, peak uh, productivity level throughout the day, um, it, it takes some time. So if you're changing every week, you've got to put all of your energy into getting your routine right and then trying to be productive on top of that. It's, uh, it's rough, you know. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that routine is something you take wherever you go and it sets the tone for the day. Amazing. I right, man, I got to make these guys happy and head out. I will. Um, right on. My plan is I'm going to literally send you some voice messages and then you can go on and on. Like I'm going to talk about the, the basics of getting into real estate, foreign investment. Um, just I'll answer you simple questions and then hopefully we get this recording to about 45, 50 minutes and roll. I apologize. Right. This this got sprung on me last second. I thought I had oh, more good, time. Man. But no uh, let's keep let's keep this relationship going. Hopefully, help each other out because I'm hopefully in the next year or so going to make the jump into some foreign real estate. You know, I did it back okay. in the states, and I have the things still going on over there. But I'm ready to nice. detach. detach When's your next uh, next move to Medellin? Um. Oh, I didn't tell you this. I'm going to go. I decided Florianopolis. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So it's just safer. It's got the little magic island, everything I need, enough women to yeah, satisfy yeah. me. I just, with Med Medellin, I'm going to wait till after a little bit of COVID. Because I, like I said, I'm too, I'm too loud. You know what I mean? I'm a target. Yeah. So, right, but, right, um, right, right. But maybe I come visit. You know what I mean? So we'll see. You're going to be there for the rest of the year? Yeah, I'm heading out to the Ukraine um, in a week um, for about uh, two weeks out there. And then back out of here, going? maybe Mexico, Tulum um ukraine kiev kiev um you should uh stop i'll be in italy till october 13th if you want to place the crash come to bologna it's a beautiful city <laughs> all right all right maybe we'll see if there's some uh, a little side trip there and tulum i was there for a lot uh last winter why well, I, I crashed in, in playa del carmen mostly but tulum right now is just ridiculously expensive and there's a turf war like five cartels are battling right now because so much fucking money is there There yet, but um, I know a lot of people are, are who are going there. Their next stop is going to be Colombia, whether it's Palomino, Minca, Santa Marta on the coast, or Medellin. A lot of those people like that's the first, like, kind of gateway Latin American destination. So, I think I want to go in there, see what's going on, you know, see what's see what's up. Hella people to market with because a lot of them got money. A lot of them are like New York, LA transplants. It's a good idea. Yeah, hi, boss. I'm gonna head out. Right, I'm gonna, I'll send you some shit, and throughout the week, let's just put it together. Good stuff, man. Have a great day. You too, man. Enjoy.